Hello, and welcome to the very first episode of Fun Fact Collectors. I'm Jadrian. And I'm Bradley. Some people collect stamps, and some people collect coins. We collect fun facts, and now you do too. Welcome to the club, nerd! Um, so I guess before I start, I want to ask you, are you feeling, are you feeling cozy? Uh, I, I'm moderately cozy. Are you, have you, did you have supper? You got a good meal? You feeling pretty full? Yeah, just had a nice would, big supper. Would you say you're feeling sleepy? Uh, I've been pretty tired all day, so yeah. Hey, you want to talk about hibernation? Oh, I should have seen this coming. <laughs> um, I feel like this time of year... This is, as of recording, we are uh, January 4th. Um, this time of year, we're all goofing about how maybe we'll just hibernate for the whole winter. But the other day, as we were driving to my in-laws for um, Christmas, we were discussing uh, animals, and because I always hope to see a moose on that drive, and I never do. But I had asked my husband, are bears the only animals that hibernate? And he didn't know. He said, maybe Wolverines. I thought Wolverine was an X-Men. Um, apparently, it's also an animal. But I guess my first question to you is, what do you know about hibernation? Uh, is that pretty much it? Bears no. in winter? No, lots of things hibernate. Um, now, if you asked me to come up with a definitive list, I sure couldn't. Like, I know bears hibernate. I'm pretty sure squirrels do i don't know if it's true hibernation where like they they stay bedded down all winter but i know they they really chill out and calm down all right all right all right let's not let's but, not uh, yeah let's not snipe my <laughs> my whole groove here Listen, if you ask what i know yeah um i guess but, i have another question yeah. i guess i i, I can't are tell we you allowed to are we allowed to swear on this podcast <laughs> oh i i'd say if it really benefits the point all um right. But you know, let's not swear for the sake of swearing. All right, I will do my best. Okay, let's get back into it. All right, my first question before we can answer: Are bears the only animals that hibernate? Which you've already claimed to answer, so I guess that's the end of the episode. First, I was like, well, what is hibernation? You probably know it is similar to sleep, but it is not actually sleep. So what happens is essentially it turns down your metabolism, slowing or totally stopping bodily functions so that the body uses less energy. So it makes your heartbeat slower. It makes your breathing rate slower. It decreases your brain activity. It totally lowers your body temperature. So only animals that are endothermic, which is warm-blooded, Animals that can regulate their own body temperature and produce their own heat are able to hibernate. Fun fact, not all endothermic animals are mammals. Some fish, reptiles, and insects are fully or partially endothermic. So animals that we think of as cold-blooded are actually able to produce their own body heat. So why, this is a question I've never really thought about until now, mm -hmm. um, and maybe you haven't prepared, why do some animals hibernate and not others given that they're endothermic like we discussed oh, bears hibernate. we will get there oh, okay. we'll okay. get there we'll get there we're gonna put a pin in that because <laughs> we're gonna get to it not all endothermic animals can hibernate for example humans cannot hibernate we are going to discuss the reasons for that later um hibernation allows animals to survive in cold climates without needing to forage for food when food is at its most scarce or needing to migrate to warmer climates. But 
Hibernation is not always related to temperature. Sometimes animals hibernate during food shortages. So for example, after wildfires in Australia, there are types of animals that will hibernate until um, the foliage is able to regrow. But here's the thing about hibernation. The thing that we call hibernation, um, it's actually very specific. And there are a whole bunch of other, my hands are way up in the air, <laughs> gesturing. You can't see, but they're gesturing. I, I believe it, though. I believe it. Hibernation is kind of just one specific type of the overall um, process of your metabolism and body functions changing for a period of time. So what's what's the overarching term then? Because I always love finding out that a thing that I think is specific is actually part of like a broader range of things. As far as I can tell from what I was reading, there's no other overarching term. It's people use hibernation both as a category head and as referring to a specific subsection within that category. Okay. But to say that um, certain animals hibernate isn't actually really accurate because they're doing a different type of process underneath, like a different subtype. Uh. For example, estivation. Some animals in hot climates do something similar to what we think of as hibernation in cold climates. It's called estivation. It allows animals in hot climates to survive during extreme drought or heat. So for example, earthworms, snails, amphibians, reptiles will certain types of them not all of them but will go into estivation not hibernation but it's a very similar process where your body slows down your heartbeat and your metabolism your digestive tract and your body temperature and everything to uh kind of put you in a stasis throughout a period during which uh food is scarce and it's difficult hmm. to survive so entomology etymology whichever etymology Etymology? Yeah, the one that's words. So what, what's... Etymology. Yeah, so what's the, the difference in the, the first part of the nation word between hibernation and entonation? I don't know. That oh. is that is a good question, and I'm going to have to get back to you on that. We'll put that in follow-up. Um, okay, let me write that down. Because, yes, you should know, like, 20% of my Wikipedia is is looking into the entomology or the history behind why a thing is, is called the, the way it is. Entomology. Entomology is bugs. I mean, I do like learning about bugs, but yes, etymology. Yeah, well, that's what I thought you were asking, because I said snails and earthworms nah. and stuff. Well, nah, 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 words. I will get back to you on that. They are also, so hibernation and estivation are both prolonged versions of something called torpor. I believe that's how you say that. It's T-O-R-P-O-R, -O mm -hmm. which is a short-term conservation of energy, typically within like a day cycle, like during a cold night. Like, so, like sleeping? No, <laughs> sleeping is different. And I actually will talk about that later um, in the humans section. But an example of that would be like bats. Um, they don't actually just sleep through the day. They actually go into torpor um, if it's... I'm not sure if it's particularly warm or particularly cold, but it's basically the same physiological function just in a shorter period of time. Mm. There is also something similar. This is my last my last category called diapause, which is most commonly seen in insects, but you can also find it in other animals like some crustaceans and snails. Um, and the reason 
this is different is because it's a reduction of physiological function during development. So mostly it's in like um, pupas between like mm -hmm. a larval and then like an adult butterfly stage. So like a, a cocoon okay. would be an example of diapause. So it specifically decreases growth hormones so that the creature, most often an insect, does not enter into the adult world before it's ready. Basically, it's like, ah, I'm not ready to adult. Um, it's a response to any adverse environment, and it can happen any time of year. It's not yeah. related to like a, a season cycle. I wish wish we had that option, just to be like, you know what? I am not ready to adult. We're just going to hit the pause Isn't button on this. basically university? <laughs> um, now, back to bears. Yes. Bears, in my mind, are the quintessential animal that people think of when they think of hibernating. I literally could not name another animal mm. that hibernated yeah. before doing this research. I, I agree Bears with that. is what you get taught. Yeah, I think I think big bears kind of corner the market on, we hibernate, that's our brand. Here's the thing, though. <laughs> bears don't hibernate. Oh, I've been lied to. There is a debate in the world of bears. The hibernation, if you will. <laughs> Are you proud of that one? I wrote it into my notes <laughs> and I told it to somebody at work today <laughs> out of context. Um, there is a debate as to whether um, species of bears truly hibernate. So there are some pretty key differences between true hibernators and how bears behave and uh, in their physiology. Mm -hmm. So I've got a table here. True hibernators <laughs> have a drastic decrease in body temperature, whereas bears only exhibit a small decrease in body temperature. Um, true hibernators have a drastic decrease in heart rate and respiratory rate. Bears only have a moderate decrease in heart rate and respiratory rate. True hibernators have periodic wakeful periods um, for eating and producing body waste. Whereas bears do not eat and do not produce body waste throughout this entire period. Bears don't poop in the winter? Oh, we're going to get to it. Huh. And True I guess... True hibernators. Oh, go ahead. So, uh, I, I think you kind of touched on it earlier, but like when you freeze a frog, right? Because he's like throw a frog in a freezer and then take them out and they'll thaw out and they're good to go. It, a, I'm not sure if that's true, but if it is, is that hibernation too? Or... or... Uh, um flavor? if that is true frogs do hibernate okay. or out of evestate evestation evestate i don't know if you can just yeet a frog into a freezer <laughs> and have it be okay but I, yeah frogs do do that the last marker is that true hibernators use most of their energy to wake up and warm up when they're waking so they can move. So there's actually mm. a delay. They wake up and they have to go through this whole warming process before they can like get up and wander around. Whereas bears um, wake up really easily and are able to move immediately. So I can't just walk into a bear den and go, ha ha, you're hibernating. Cause they're yeah, they going to go chomp. They probably wouldn't like that. Hmm. Um, the behavior displayed in bears is called denning, which is lighter than hibernation. The animal is dormant can be and can be woken up easily. Um, some people call bears super hibernators or consider their hibernation period to actually just be a series of um, tor torpor periods. Those like shorter cycles that we talked about. Interesting. 
yes. unrelated, but just for a visual, uh -huh. I'd like you to know that I've retrieved a blanket and I'm now nice and cozy up in my chair listening. Okay, perfect. Uh, little, little I should have done that. I have some cold feet. Um, <laughs> oh, my feet are still exposed to the cold floor, but my torso is wrapped in a nice blanket. Well, we'll just eat your feet into a freezer and we'll see how they do. <laughs> okay, so I actually went through and pulled out um, some animals that I found really interesting so that we can talk about the different behaviors that different types of animals who go through this like physiological me metabolic process to go dormant do. Mm -hmm. One of the most frequently mentioned true hibernators are hedgehogs. Interesting. Yeah. So many small animals like dormice, uh, chipmunks, hedgehogs, and bats hibernate. But squirrels, mice, voles, and shrews do not hibernate. They prepare for the winter and they exhibit different behaviors in the winter, but they are not true hibernators. Hedgehogs, uh, fun fact... Their scientific name, also did not look up at the pronunciation of this, just going to go with it. The scientific name for hedgehogs is Aranaceus, Aranaceus Europaeus, and they are native to Europe, Africa, mm. Asia, and New Zealand. Yeah, we don't have hedgehogs. I, I never yeah. knew that. We only there have are no pines. native hedgehogs in Australia, and there used to be a native hedgehog species in North America, but it is now extinct. Uh, how, like extinct since like colonial colon extinct since colonization times or extinct like, i don't long ago? know mm. put it on the list for follow-up <laughs> we'll do a whole hedgehog focused podcast I'll just, yeah i'll just i'll just blame it on colonial interestingly a lot of information like i was trying to find information about wild hedgehogs and it was actually really different difficult because a lot of the information online is about like having hedgehogs as pets and <laughs> apparently a lot of the information you're looking for when you have a hedgehog as a pet, if it starts acting a little bit weird, is is your hedgehog going into hibernation? Hmm. Because that can happen. Interesting. And so, like, advice for owners, how to deal with it, what you should and shouldn't do, etc. I thought you were going to say most of the information is about Sonic. <laughs> <laughs> Does Sonic hibernate? Great question. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, how, how anthropomorphized do you have to get? before you're no longer hedgehog enough to hibernate i don't know i feel like here's the thing we see sonic in a lot of tropical locations like i feel like in the games there's a lot of like palm trees and stuff yeah. so maybe he doesn't because he doesn't live in a wintry climate is he a hawaiian hedgehog hawaiian hedgehog i think that's actually the title of the third movie <laughs> okay okay back to it back to it um hedgehogs are carnivorous Huh. They spend summer and early fall feeding up on insects. I wrote the word crawlies here. <laughs> I don't think I meant to write crawlies. <laughs> See, I feel like when you say carnivorous, my mind goes to a hedgehog just like tearing into a deer carcass. Oh, wait. Which, oh. So, okay, they don't eat deer, <laughs> but they do eat mice, frogs, and snakes. Interesting. To increase their fat stores for the winter months, they need to weigh between 500 and 700 grams to survive the winter. Now, if you're anything like me, trying to picture how much 500 grams is is really difficult. So I looked it up. I 500 guess... grams is roughly one bottle of salad dressing. Yeah, I guess I thought hedgehogs were bigger. Maybe just because... Really? Well, huh. I guess... 
In my head, I picture hedgehogs and porcupines as just almost the same thing, which they're very much oh, not. Oh, no. <laughs> I guess I just thought they were bigger. No, I had a friend in university who had uh, hedgehogs. But that, that's that's a pet hedgehog. I don't know. I guess I Where just thought... Where do you thought... think pet hedgehogs come I from? Just thought, I thought they grew bigger wild, like goldfish. Hawaii? Goldfish grow bigger in the wild. Okay. Did you know that? No. <laughs> oh, oh. Hmm. Let me make some notes here. All right. Sub, sub episode right now on goldfish. Because, yeah, because I think, I think goldfish and koi are the same thing. Don't quote me. That might not be correct. But, yeah. I am going to quote you. <laughs> like, I will take you to court. Um, like if you just take a goldfish and throw it in a pond, I'm pretty sure it grows bigger. Yeah. Um, I thought that that was because they will, they're the type of animal that will grow to match the size within yeah. their environment. Yeah. And I yeah, guess but I... that doesn't necessarily follow that. So like a, a, a pet goldfish in a pond <laughs> is in a bigger tank, but probably also better fed than a wild goldfish no i know i just i just thought wild hedgehogs were bigger okay <laughs> 500 to 700 grams aka one bottle of your favorite salad dressing and that's and that's when they're bulked up for hibernation we're only on the first animal that's fine <laughs> you're gonna have so many more questions <laughs> this is the least interesting of the animals so they hibernate from around October slash November to March, April in cold locations um, and deserts. They uh, sleep through heat and drought through estivation. They wake up occasionally during mild weather to forage for food and move to different nests. So um, one website that I was looking at in the UK um, says that typically in December, they have a mild period where right around Christmas, where you may suddenly see hedgehogs just wandering around your garden again, and they are just looking for some additional food and moving to a different sleeping place. So they nest in uh, places that are typically cold, dark, and really hidden and tucked away. So like in log piles, compost heaps, under sheds, um, and they drop their body temperature to match the environment. So they decrease their normal body temperature is between 30, 35 degrees Celsius. Um, for Americans, that is 86 to 95 degrees Fahrenheit. They drop it down to between two and five degrees celsius oh, or wow. 36 to 41 degrees fahrenheit yeah it's really drastic yeah do you have the numbers for the bears handy oh i have numbers for everything yeah because you said they they it's a moderate drop so i guess what's what's a moderate drop for a bear we'll why don't we when we get to bear we'll compare oh, okay. back up to I the hedgehog i didn't realize bears had a whole section bears have a whole section okay. actually it's all in capital letters and it says bears really <laughs> like italicized Hedgehog's heart rate decreased from uh, around 200 plus beats per minute to around 14 beats per minute. And their breathing decreases from 50 breaths per minute to 13 or fewer per minute. Yeah, so that's kind of your typical true hibernator. Um, I don't know that the stats are exactly the same for like chipmunks and bats. Um, but that's pretty typical. You see a really drastic drop in temperature heart rate, breathing, um, and the time of year typically is pretty similar, like October, November through to March, April, um, and the, the period of like feeding up before that. So getting into bears, since they're not considered to be true hibernators because of the reasons we talked about above, what do they actually do in the winter? So bear pelt is really highly insulating and their surface area to mass ratio is lower than smaller hibernators like hedgehogs. 
-hmm. So their body temp only decreases a little bit. Their core temperature is usually like 37, 38 degrees Celsius or 100-ish degrees Fahrenheit. And it will decrease down to about 31 degrees Celsius or 88 degrees Fahrenheit. So if you remember, hedgehogs drop from about 30, 35 Celsius to 2 to 5 Celsius. Bears are really only dropping a few degrees. Um, their breathing decreases from a rate of like 6 to 10 per minute to just over 1 per minute. And grizzly bears and black bears don't eat, drink, poop, or pee. <laughs> fun fact, I have three, I have several sections where I've titled it fun fact. <laughs> um, because I think they're particularly fun compared to all of the information I'm giving you. And the, these, these are the best facts to collect, right? These, these are, the, are the best facts. Yeah, these are the rare, the shinies. The shinies, the shiny facts. Shiny facts. Yeah, that's what we're going to call them from now on, shiny facts. <laughs> so I have three in a row here, which is unprecedented. Fun fact number one, instead of peeing, urea, which is produced from metabolized fat, is recycled into nitrogen to build protein, which maintains muscles and organs. So, like, why don't we just do this all the time, then? What's the downside? We can't do that. Well, we should That's be one of the reasons why humans don't hibernate. Uh, but like, like even, even bears. Like, I wonder why. Why do they even bother peeing in the non-hibernation times? I guess probably it's more efficient. That's why. Oh, fun fact. Counter fun fact. You've activated my fun fact card. <laughs> um, Uno reverse. Yeah. So did you know that bears, when they're preparing for hibernation, uh, like if you ever see, like, you know, picture grizzlies out west eating salmon out of the river, you'll see them pick up a salmon, take off, a, take a bite and then throw the rest of the fish away. And it's like, wow, that's so wasteful. Except the bear, A, doesn't really care about the wider ecosystem because they are a bear. They don't understand that. But also it's just more efficient, right? Like, ah, if I can take one bite and get half the nutrition in, in a salmon, and then I'm going to need to spend three more bites getting the rest of it. But I can catch another fish in that time. You know, when there's that many salmon, you just grab one, take a bite, throw it away. Grab one, take a bite, throw huh. it away. Because it's the most efficient way. Yeah, just wild things, right? You know, if there was less salmon, right? Maybe you'd see bears develop more ways to more efficiently, like, you know, clean every bit of meat off the bones kind of thing. Like in a cartoon where it, like, sucks, puts the whole fish yeah. in his mouth and pulls it out and it's just the bones. <laughs> yeah, just the skeleton <laughs> magically attached together. But yeah. Amazing. Well, I have my third shiny fact, which I think is the funnest fact of them all. Other than the fact that bears aren't actually true hibernators, because that just, just generations of children have been misinformed. Yeah. Like, I'm going to push up my glasses so hard the next time someone talks about a bear um, hibernating. Actually, yeah. that's the whole point of this podcast. <laughs> okay, shiny fact number three. We've hyped it up. The anticipation is here. During hibernation whether or not they are true hibernators, but let's just refer to it as that as the all-encompassing category. Bears develop a butt plug made out of poop, dead cells, hair, and bedding material. Any feces they produce just backs up in their butthole until they leave oh. their den. Oh. Huh. So, <laughs> it mm. used to be thought, I was reading this interesting article written by the Yosemite National Park. No. Yellowstone National Park. They were talking about how research from the 80s believed that bears would intentionally eat roughage leading up to the hibernation period. And the roughage would then develop, like, would like scrape the insides of their intestines, clean everything out, and develop that butt plug in preparation for hibernation. But more recent research actually shows that the, the butt plug develops during hibernation 
um, mm. and just kind of like grows until they leave the den. And then they will find if you like go to a bear den after it has finished hibernating and leaves, you will find the plug and then a bunch of feces on the outside of the den. Hmm. That's interesting. <laughs> it's interesting, isn't it? Do you still want to hibernate? Uh, you know what? It's kind of like the age-old question, right? Where it's like, if you could spend one day, 24 hours every year, doing all your pooping for the year, would you do it? And it's like, I would I mean, not yeah. call this the age-old question. <laughs> <laughs> no, but like, you know, it's, it's kind of the same thing, right? It's like, hey, you know, I, well, I guess, I guess, why would I actually want to hibernate? I don't know. Because my problem is always that I don't have enough time. You think about that, yeah. and we'll get back to it. All right. Because I do have a whole humans and hibernation section. Okay. Um, back to bears. Bears sleep very lightly and can wake up easily. Female bears will wake up, give birth, and nurse their young, and then go back to sleep. Most baby bears... Now, see, I took this right from a site, and <laughs> I wanted to ask the person who wrote that why they wrote it this way. But it said most baby bears are born naked. I wrote brackets hairless question mark because I would argue that most bears, excepting Winnie the Pooh and maybe um, Yogi Bear, are naked. But I assume they meant hairless. Well, yeah, naked, right? Like a naked mole rat or, you know, people will call Sphinx a naked cat. Yeah, but again hairless most cats are naked <laughs> um so baby baby bears are born naked and blind in january and february and they don't hibernate huh. instead they just hang out next to their mom nursing and growing until it's time to leave the den and at that point they are big enough to follow the mom looking for food hmm. so usually bears are in this denning period from like december to march but they may end up staying in the den later if cubs are born late. So you'll see like male bears that are alone um, or like adolescent bears emerge from the dens earlier. And then the last to emerge from the dens later in the year are the mother bears with cubs. We're going to move on to my new favorite animal. And I just want to put a brief caveat on this. The, the name of this animal is just, it's, that's the name. I can't help you. I didn't name it. <laughs> Don't come at me. Well, now, now I'm curious. Like what? It's, hmm. it's called a fat-tailed dwarf lemur. That, um, okay. That's a name? Yeah. They live in Madagascar, like uh -huh. in the movie Madagascar. <laughs> Where I assume every lemur lives. Um, I think that's true. They call it the Island of Lemurs. So they gorge on food during the wet season in preparation for the dry season. They are the only primate that hibernates and also the first tropical mammal that hibernates that we have discovered. Hmm. Um, winter in Madagascar is warm, but it's dry. So they may actually be estivating to avoid drought rather than hibernating to survive the cold. I have another shiny fact for you. <laughs> this is another... Um, latin name chierogalus medius that's the 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 name for the lemurs they're called a fat-tailed lemur because they store fat in its tail to provide energy during dormant periods oh, that's so smart. their tails can reach up to 40 percent of their body weight okay okay because i i've google image <laughs> fat-tailed lemur yeah i'm gonna need but, everybody to google image that like i see this one has a pretty chunky tail 
maybe that could be 40% of his body weight, but I want to see like a real chonked up tail now. Oh, they get chonky and they got them big eyes. Aren't they cute, but scary? They can't be Um, that big, are they? I see someone holding some. Yeah, I think they're pretty small. Yeah, they're what, hedgehog sized? You know, everyone knows what a hedgehog looks like. (laughs) You know, about the size of a bottle of salad dressing. (laughs) Yeah. So they go into dormancy roughly from April to October and it can last all the way up to seven months. It's characterized by periods of torpor and then active periods every six to 12 days. Their heart rate drops from 180 beats per minute to eight per minute. Their breathing drops from 60 breaths per minute to less than one per minute. And interestingly, this makes them unique. Their body temperature is based on the ambient temperature around them and will fluctuate with environment changes. So it can go anywhere from 10 degrees Celsius to 30 degrees Celsius, which is 50 to about 86 Fahrenheit. This is unique among hibernating mammals, as is their brain function when they're dormant, because they have increased uh, REM sleep compared to most hibernators uh, who go who have fewer periods of REM sleep, and bears who just have normal REM sleep while they're hibernating. Yeah, I just, I really like the fat-tailed dwarf lemur. I just, I love the idea that they're like, this is my tail and it is where I put my snacks. (laughs) The last animal I want to talk to you about today is crocodiles. We've talked about endothermic animals who, again, as a reminder, produce heat. Uh, Exothermic animals cannot produce heat or regulate their own body temperature and instead absorb heat from their surroundings bringing the ambient temperature down, theoretically. So if you had a bunch of crocodiles in a hot room, it would kind of be like air conditioning. (laughs) So crocodiles being exothermic must migrate to warm areas to get warm. So like climbing on a sunny rock or cool areas like climbing in the water to get cool so that they can regulate their temperature. And they enter estivation during dry, hot seasons when it becomes difficult for them to migrate to regulate their temperature. Um, All right. Shiny fact. If a crocodile cannot maintain a high temperature and is cold for a long period of time, its food won't be digested and will instead rot in its stomach. Oh, that's... Mm, mm, yeah, that one's almost as fun as the bear butt pug. Yeah. Um, so what crocodiles do is they dig a den in a drying riverbed or riverbank and burrow into it until only sometimes like their eyes or like the tip of their nose are visible. And then the mud hardens around their body to protect (laughs) them from heat and dryness. Um, As with hibernation, the heart rates and breathing slows and digestion and waste excretion, which is already slower than most animals, it typically can take at least a month for a crocodile to fully digest a meal. Um, that slows down even further when they're in estivation. It can last months up to two full years. That's that's quite the uh, quite the time off. Hmm. They they truly be dinosaurs. Huh. Uh, side side fun fact because I was doing a modicum of fact checking because I was about to bring up the fun fact that crocodiles are are functionally immortal. Except apparently that's not correct. So we're, I'm going to put that into the follow-up category. Uh, All right. How do crocodiles be? 
All right. It's in the note. <laughs> How to crocodiles be. Yeah. All right. So now we're finally to the point that you've been asking questions about. Can humans hibernate? Short answer. No. I wrote long answer also no. <laughs> well, I was going to ask you is the long answer no. <laughs> um, we'll get into it. Uh, but first, a fun fact. Um, a folktale. I don't really know how to refer to it. It's written down, but like we don't know who the author is. Folktale legend from mm. Russia suggests that peasants would spend half the year asleep to avoid famine, waking up once a day to eat a small amount of food and take turns tending the fire. It is called, and bear with me once again, it's P-S-K-O-V. Skov sleep, uh, maybe? But there's no evidence that this is actually true. Mm. So the long answer is why not? Uh, he, it's not safe. We are unable to reproduce and unable to defend ourselves from predators. So that is probably why we lost the ability to hibernate during evolution. Brain function issues. So hibernation is different from sleep. Coma and anesthesia, which we can actually see from the brain activity in hibernating mammals. It's it's suggested, it seemed, I mean, I'm not a scientist. Mm -hmm. I'm just a fun fact enthusiast. <laughs> um, but it seemed like, yeah, fun fact collector. Online, there is some some research su suggesting that in true hibernators like hedgehogs, because I said they actually have fewer periods of REM, that when they wake up for those short periods to move around, there is actually they're actually exhibiting like sleep de sleep deprived behavior hmm. because they're not getting all of the benefits of sleep because they're not sleeping when they're hibernating. Um, and a lack of oxygen may lead to brain damage. Well, that's no fun. I guess speaking of brain damage, you mentioned that hibernating is different from a coma. And I didn't even think about that. So I guess in a coma, is it just the brain function in people that gets reduced or, or, or whatnot? Like, I, I'm guessing that, you know, temperatures well, and heart rates don't drop. Yeah, temperature is the big, the big differentiator because that's that's the big thing that that makes people not classify bears as true hibernators they call them mm -hmm. like you know super hibernators or whatever is because there's there's an aspect of dropping your temperature to conserve energy along with the breathing like when we go to sleep your heart rate does slow and mm -hmm. your breathing does slow but it doesn't slow that drastically and your body temperature doesn't drop i don't know if it drops at all but it definitely doesn't drop drastically enough for like hibernation long periods of immobility in humans can result or does result in damage to the body. So particularly like bones, it can cause osteoporosis and it can also cause blood clots. Hmm. And it also may result in cardiac issues, bleeding, infection, liver failure, and more. I'm realizing um, something I forgot to write in here. I must have taken it out, but I do think it's interesting. People, like scientists have studied bears to see if it's possible for humans to someday do a similar go through a similar process um and something that is really interesting is that when bears are going through their period where they're eating a lot to prepare for hibernation their cholesterol 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 thank you is like twice the amount that a humans can be like it would kill a human hmm. but it doesn't seem to cause damage to them all right Sign, and... sign me up, bear DNA, bring it on. <laughs> All the eggs and bacon I can handle, baby. 
And um, when they go through their hibernation period, they don't have bone damage. Like their bones should be weakened, but Mm -hmm. they're not. And I don't really know that we know why. Interesting. Um, The last reason that humans cannot hibernate is because unlike bears, we can't recycle our urine or plug up our asses for seven months. Ugh, pathetic. Um, I had a fun fact. This is my final fun fact. And I think you're going to like this one. So where do you think we see human hibernation in pop culture the most? Uh, I guess I'm not really sure what you're... Space uh, exploration. Oh, okay, yeah. I, I, I was thinking like cavemen and frozen and things. And I guess, yeah. Mm. If, if, if we're calling like cryosleep, which of course is a fantasy thing, right? Mm-hmm. You know, if we're calling that hibernation, then I guess, yeah. Like, like your yeah, your so caveman that's... stuck in an iceberg or, you know, cryo sleep. Yeah, that's space. kind of the representation of humans in hibernating in pop culture. It's like, um, I'm trying to think like interstellar, I think mm-hmm. it happens in like an alien. Um, because the idea is that it cuts down on the resources needed. It yeah. reduces waste production. It protects against radiation. And it helps with the mental toll of a long-term space flight. Well, I mean, even just, you know... Like, even if we could travel at the speed of light, it's still a four-year trip to, to the nearest star system to our own. So, I hmm. mean, if you can pause aging for four years, well, that, now traveling between the stars... Now we're talking about diapause, though. Oh, no. Different. Ah. Well, well, I, I guess then wouldn't, wouldn't sci-fi cryosleep be diapause then? I am not sure. You know <laughs> how little I care about space movies. Oh. The the ultimate conclusion is that human hibernation is not possible now. But evolution says that the common ancestors of all mammals hibernated. Interesting. And it's possible that it could happen again in the future. Mm. Yeah, cause I, I was curious because I, I know you phrased it as we lost the ability. So I was like, oh, mm-hmm. so we, we like, yeah. Hmm. Yeah, yeah, evolutionarily, we uh, our, our ancestors all hibernated. Um, and the reason that a lot of scientists are looking into hibernation, especially with bears, even though they're not true hibernators, and I'm going to pound that fact right into the <laughs> sand, because everybody needs to know that there has been um, just fake news spread all over the world about bears. Classic um, classic teachers, man, <laughs> spreading fake news about bears. Exactly. It's bear propaganda yep, is big what bear. it is. Big bear bottom off. <laughs> Down with the hibernation. Um <laughs> is because there is possibility that human hibernation could help with medical conditions like heart attack, stroke, blood loss, and helping uh, people recover from organ transplant, Mm -hmm. um, help deal with osteoporosis, and with cancer. Because if you can put cell production into dormancy, Mm -hmm. then you can stop cancer from developing further. Hmm. You can help people who have an organ transplant um heal quicker yeah um and and that's that's my that's my deep dive on on hibernation and other types of uh metabolic dormancy uh i guess the conclusion here naturally which we already kind of talked about a few times is if experimental science made it possible would you hibernate i guess probably not like again my problem is always that i just don't have enough time in the day to do all the things that i need and want to do so being able to sleep for a longer period of time um i don't think really give me any benefit 
Yeah. And it really, the benefit is um, surviving during a period of resource scarcity. Yeah. So it's like putting I, yeah. your battery into power saving mode. Yeah. Well, ooh, ooh. Hmm. So that raises an interesting point. I think my answer is still no, but <laughs> if, yeah, no, this would never make any sense. But I was going to say, because you know, uh, I, we've talked about this before too, around how, how many years of your life expectancy would you sell for a million dollars a piece? And, mm. and, and I, I think you're crazy if you wouldn't sell like three or four off the bat, because you can just stop working at that point. Um, but I don't think hibernating helps with that. Because like, sure, I could sleep away all of my 20s and just wake up go to work, come home, hibernate, which arguably is almost what you can do anyway. But uh, uh, there's no way you'd save enough money on groceries in that time frame <laughs> to make up for it, right? I guess, I don't know. I don't know. Like, if you really invested hard, No, maybe, no, 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 but... no, 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 no. Now we're getting into math, and that's not, that's not my strong suit. Um... Yeah. Now, if I could do, I know you said hibernation is not sleep, but if I could hibernate for the the combined time that I slept all year and then just be awake for the rest of the year, mm. that would be perhaps more appealing. Cause like, who cares about January? Right. Yeah. If I could just real. sleep away January. Dumb. And you know what? That actually brings us full circle back to where I started, where I said during this time of year, we always joke like, Oh, I wish I could just hibernate and, yeah. you know, pass the time away. But if it is, correct with like true hibernators that are generally small mammals that when you come out of hibernation you actually exhibit physiological symptoms of sleep deprivation then you would be so much worse off oh yeah if you hibernated for half the year and then didn't sleep for the <laughs> yeah. other half of the year <laughs> yeah just ultimate but sleep deprivation ultimate sleep deprivation um that's my that's my presentation for you today those are my fun facts if you like this episode feel free to subscribe and leave us a review you can find us at fun fact collectors on instagram and twitter if you have suggestions for future episodes or just want to share your favorite fun facts feel free to send us an email at headnerds at funfactcollectors.com if you're interested in learning more about today's topic check out the show notes this has been fun fact collectors see you next week See you next week!